Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr. We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guest today is author Matthew DePauli. He's the author of Holiday. Holiday follows the infamous 1880s gambler, dentist, and gunslinger Doc Holiday. From the outset, Doc has been diagnosed with tuberculosis and is told to head to drier climates and imbibe to prolong his life. He has also heard of a spring located somewhere along the frontier that could cure him, what he believes to be the mythical fountain of youth. The novel portrays Holiday as a living legend, increasingly hounded by paparazzi, enamored by death, cards, booze, and women. Doc is a mixture of Clint Eastwood and Jim Morrison, and though he is able to help his friend Wyatt Earp exact revenge, his condition worsens, traveling from Arizona to Denver and finally dying in a sanitarium in Colorado with his boots off. A slow and unfitting end for such a bombastic outlaw. Matthew DePauli has been nominated for the Pushcart Prize three times, including in 2020. He has won the Wilbur and Nisso Smith Adventure Writing Prize for Holiday. Matthew earned his MFA in fiction at Columbia University. He has been published in Boulevard, Fjords, Post Road, and Cleaver, among others. He's the author of Kill Stambol with El Balazzo Press and teaches writing in New York City. You can find more about him at MatthewDePauli.com. Matthew, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yes. Well, Doc Holiday. I mean, you pick a legend from the 1880s that is interesting and compelling and uh, just a great American folk hero, a flawed character, of course. And I'm immediately uh, reminded of Val Kilmer and his portrayal of Doc Holliday. Uh, when, when you've written about Doc Holliday, which Doc Holliday do you envision in your head? Is there any portrayal from film that comes to mind or do you have your own picture? You, no, you totally nailed it. The, the Val Kilmer Doc Holliday is my absolute favorite. There was um, a really good uh, Dennis Quaid in the, the Wyatt Earp movie, um, and there's been portrayals all along the way, but the Val Kilmer one really stuck with me, and that was one of the things, and that voice I kind of had in my mind as I was writing. Yeah, so um, Kilmer definitely played the, uh, you know, the... the multifaceted character holiday very well with the illness that he had that he was masking and then mm-hmm. also trying to be clever and strong as well and a ladies man so yes. <laughs> i like how you you think of him as a, a rock star or a living legend do you think he really was that back in his day i think to the extent that he could be i mean he became very infamous right in the newspapers and word of him spread all over the united states which was pretty big at that time right i mean people would have known about him and people would have known about wyatt and a few other like billy the kid and a few other of these like living legends of the west um so i think in in some ways he was that way and i I maybe played it up a bit yeah so tell us about uh, your thread here what's different about your holiday story obviously this is a novel this is not a holiday biography from an historic sense, but maybe some elements of it are, right? Yeah, it's actually, um, I did about six months of research. So the, everything in the book is coming from a place of history. 
Um, it's very accurate up to the point where there are two main things that are different. One is he's chasing after the fountain of youth. Um, you know, this idea that it's out in the West, it's in some spring, um, and there's a possibility that, you know, despite, you know, what we know about him, that he could make it, he could survive. Um, and then also the idea of his being an absolute rock star with people following him around in groupies. And, you know, I, I really played that aspect up. But the rest of it is very um, true to history. I see. And you liken him, too, to Jim Morrison. I, I wonder if Holiday was out there with any of the uh, particular uh, vegetation that <laughs> instilled psychedelic responses or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, opium, you know, that, that was the... Uh, yeah the drug of the day and um he would get into pretty much anything he could particularly he liked to be drunk pretty much every day because of his uh, condition so it, it was meant to help him but then obviously he became very dependent on it yeah you know the funny thing is about holiday is not a lot of people know that he was a dentist <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's the doc but a, a dentist back in those days that was a pretty gruesome uh um you know if you had to go visit the dentist it usually was not a good thing no, I mean, <laughs> generally just pretty much pull a tooth out. It's like if anything's wrong with it, it's just get rid of that thing. Yeah. Um, but so maybe that got him used to the to the blood early. Yeah, and probably the liquor or the opium or whatever they might use to uh, numb the pain back oh, then. Oh, yeah, he had some access. Yeah, I'm sure. So uh, you weave Wyatt Earp into this, and uh, is there much about that whole kansas incident ok corral or anything like that absolutely yeah that's that's a huge turning point in the book um i would say so there's like the, the romance between doc and you know his longtime girlfriend some thought wife but they never actually got married kate uh big nose kate and then the other kind of bromance is is wider and wyatt is really the last person to see doc and he he was the one who really wove the legend of that he was a good guy because uh, you know even in those days he was kind of seen as an outlaw as uh you know a, a, certainly an anti-hero and then he became sort of a hero because of the okay corral yeah so who who was the newspaper man or the writer do you think that gets the most credit for sensationalizing holiday is there anybody that comes to mind you know that's a good question there were a lot of different writers at the time and i kind of made them into one person um called wentworth in the book but there I, there wasn't one that i remember it was really wyatt earp's book that he put out when he was like living his last days in hollywood that kind of immortalized doc as we know him now yeah i wonder too how much was like uh, buffalo bill's wild west show mm. and you know that kind of thing touring through in the early 20th century, um, you know, bringing these Wild West heroes into the, you know, into the mind. But, uh, yeah, fascinating period. I uh, mm. recently visited the grave of Billy the Kid, and that is in cool. uh, New Mexico, a little town in New Mexico. And I, I thought, you know, this is going to be something sensational. <laughs> and we go down this uh, back road and turn onto another back road, and then, you know, now we're miles from the interstate we're going down to this old fort that was probably built in the early 1800s and there's a cemetery next to it and billy the kid's grave he has like three different tombstones uh, over time different organizations have erected different stones and his actual grave has a cage around it because oh. it has been <laughs> looted in the past 
<laughs> Imagine people wanting to desecrate or rob the grave of Billy the Kid, but um, yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. Uh, and it, it, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty crazy. I, I remember visiting. I was in Pierre Lachaise in, in Paris, and I went to go see Jim Morrison's grave because it has that beautiful headstone and everything, and it was gone. Mm-hmm. Somebody had just stolen the entire headstone. Yeah, I guess. Uh, where's Holiday buried? Do you know? Uh, I, I believe he's buried in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, I never did check that out. Yeah, I'm usually uh, uh, several several of us write a book called Keystone Tombstones, and we go around and visit the graves of famous Pennsylvanians. We also have done Gotham graves, picture uh, graves of uh, New Yorkers that are famous, and then we write their biographies, uh, you know, nice short biographies. And uh, it's it's interesting to go visit these places and and make a connection to the past that way. But yeah, Billy the Kid, that, that was a weird experience. And I, yes, Jim Morrison, like, that's cool that you did that. Um, that that's on yeah, my bucket list. I was a, I was a big fan. Well, hopefully when you go back, there'll be a headstone there. There was just nothing. I was like, oh, I was kind of disappointed, but it was still cool to go. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I also, if I go over there, um, the Marquis de Lafayette, uh, mm-hmm. his grave. I'm a son of the American Revolution, and we're doing a, a book on graves of our founders and of course he's over in france so it's kind of hard to get to his grave but he was an important figure as well but i am digressing we're supposed to be talking about doc holiday (laughs) and on that note we'll be right back Sunbury Press Books brings you the work of independent authors. If fiction, whether historical, murder mysteries, or spy thrillers take your fancy, check out Milford House Press. Releases of interest include the J.R. Lindermuth series, including Fallen from Grace, The Hawthorne Inheritance by Kate Dyke Blair, Reasonable Doubts by Donald Dewey, or the Alexa Williams series by Sherry Knowlton. Explore by clicking on the Milford House tab at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Matthew DePauli. We're talking about his novel. Holiday, about Doc Holiday, and uh, so the Fountain of Youth comes into this. I can imagine Doc Holiday uh, being fascinated by this great legend about this fountain, and that maybe it's in what was the former Mexican territory of the southwestern United States, um, or maybe it's down in Mexico or wherever. G- give us a little teaser on uh, the Fountain of Youth legend, and maybe what. At least, what Holiday was hearing about it, what what lured him in? Yeah, so I, there was an idea that maybe it was in Florida, that maybe it was in some kind of spring, but that somewhere out west. I mean, it was this idea of you know there was manifest destiny, there was anything is possible in the west, there was gold, right? So there was just this idea that somewhere in the wilderness, um, you know, some Native American might know about this thing that could bring back health and bring back youth. And it was important to me that he had something to chase, that he wasn't just resigned to die um, from, from the disease the, w- the way that his mother did. Oh, I see. Well, we won't – well, obviously, Doc Holliday has to die at some point. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's not but still we, alive. We, we won't spoil, uh, <laughs> spoil it here and say that whether he found the fountain or not and uh, right. whether it worked or not. But uh, <laughs> we, we certainly want to encourage reading the book. Um, I do have some questions about your, your teaching writing in New York. So where exactly are you doing that? Um, so for a, a while, so I went to did my MFA at Columbia, and I taught in the summers at the uh, Columbia 
writing program at Columbia, and I, I taught writing at Monroe College. And the last few years, I've been teaching uh, in Brooklyn and, and some high schools. So I taught at some transfer schools, which are some pretty tough kids. Um, and then uh, right now, I'm actually at a yeshiva in Bensonhurst. So I've sort of done the teaching circuit. I see. And what, what do kids want to write about these days? Or how do you, how do you uh, introduce it to them or inspire them? You know, it's, it's interesting. Like, it changes Right. Like, I think it has to do with what's going on in the culture. So like after, you know, I remember teaching, um, you know, after 9-11, there was sort of a, a darkness to the writing in, in a different way. And then there is another cultural shift after the pandemic. And it became more about like writing about what it's like to be isolated, you know. Um, so I think it's just like what's happening in the culture and what they're whatever their trauma was is usually going to come out in, in writing, especially when you're younger, you're trying to find your voice. And so trauma is an easy way to try to sort of get into that idea. And then you can, you can go from there. Yeah. Did you have an, any of your students go on to be published yet or maybe are promising? Yeah, definitely. A, a, a few of the, uh, the Columbia students definitely went on to, you know, be writers and publish and, uh, and are trying to get some, some novels out there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so kind of backing up then uh, back to Columbia and your MF, MFA there and your own career. Who, who inspired you? Is there anybody that that uh, as a writer or teacher uh, directed you, uh, guided you in this direction? Yeah, in terms of a writer, David Plant. Um, you know, he's penned novels and he was really a guide to me. Um, and in terms of like influence, like Cormac McCarthy um, and and film. Um, I used to watch the old Westerns with my grandfather, um, the Sergio Leone, uh, Good, the Bad and the Ugly for a few fistful of dollars, a few dollars more. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West and all of those. And those really influenced me and the John Ford films and all of that. So whenever I'm writing, I, it's very visual for me. I want everything to be visceral. I want it to feel like you can see it and feel it and, and taste, taste the West. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I love those old Westerns, too, especially the Clint Eastwood uh, Westerns. Mm-hmm. And I've seen my, my seen my f- share of John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart movies, too. But, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so is the, uh, is the Old West a particular favorite setting, or is this just uh, one of many that you're interested in? This this was sort of a one-off in that it's – I love doing research, and I love – get like really getting into um you know the the background of something so this was the only time that so far that i've written about the west but i really did love it and i I would like to get back into it um and then i wrote another book about um a cult so i got i really into researching cults and what makes a cult leader and all of that um and then kill stambo was about is about a uh a hitman um, and I think you guys are, are releasing that next, so we'll, maybe we'll get to talk about that at another point. But yeah. um, and that was all about Iceland um, and my my time there and how they actually believe in these little Yule lads and and um, elves and things like that. So I found that fascinating um, to talk to the like people in Iceland, and I was like, "You actually believe this, don't you?" Wow. Yes, we we will hold off on that for the next yeah. show because uh, <laughs> that's going to get weird, and I, I want to go yeah. pretty deep on that. Especially, uh, <laughs> that's cool. Um, you know, as I'm an historian, or at least a budding one. I'm about to uh, earn a PhD in history, so I'm always fascinated by uh, historical research, and certainly, uh, you know, the Doc Holiday in the West and all that. When when you were doing your 
research on holiday how, and then you started to put together your novel was there anything um about holiday that you you found out was a total farce like what you've seen in the movies versus what you found in the historic record or was it hard to you tell know, um it's actually the the movie especially tombstone is fairly accurate in that he was very educated um he you know, he was a dentist. He was this sort of, uh, you know, f- you know, figure that was a womanizer and had this affair. So a lot of that was was true. There wasn't anything particularly about Doc that I found false. There were like little things. I remember um, looking up like the stuff about Johnny Ringo was not as true, right? Mm-hmm. From from what we've seen, and and they never had that final duel. Um, in fact, he it said that he may have even um, killed himself. So that I, I found shocking, but there wasn't anything about Doc in particular that I was like, "Oh, that that wasn't true at all." Now, did you did you visit any of the sites where any of this? Happened? I haven't gotten to do that yet. That is definitely on on my list. Um, but yeah, I, I I would love to. I would I would totally geek out on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you would. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating all the the variety of things you're writing. Um, you know, where do your ideas come from? You're, you got Doc Holliday, and then you're off to Iceland, and uh, <laughs> you know you're kind of you get this eclectic set of interests. I know I'm sort of the same way, but I'm just curious how how you come upon these things. Is it just like you read something, and then the mind just starts into it, or yeah? So a lot of the like like Kill was from my travels, and um, I have something about Japan, and a lot of it is like yeah. What if I'm at a museum, or I'm looking at reading something and i'm like wow this is completely interesting and i I just want to research this for the next six months and then i eventually get to a point where i'm like okay now i can write about this because i feel like i'm a semi-expert on it because i've done so much research so it it starts with this little idea of like i want to know way more about this and go down the rabbit hole and then i feel like i'm i'm qualified to write about it yeah well we are talking to matthew depally and we will be right back Sunbury Press Books is the home of independent and diverse authors. Check out the Agency Books imprint for detective stories, tales of law enforcement, espionage, terrorism, spy thrillers, and more. Among the works available, KGB Banker by William Burton McCormick, The Apologist, a Luke Lundy novel by A.A. Weiss, and Douglas Brody's Sand or a Once Upon a Time in the Jazz Age. Find these and other fascinating books at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Matthew DePauli, the author of Holiday, the story of Doc Holiday, and an unusual story it is. Not your typical Doc Holiday shoot 'em up Western novel, but it involves the fountain of youth and some, uh, let's just say, some esoteric mystery to it. And uh, we've been talking about that. Also, a Val Kilmer uh, portrayal of Doc, and and how I guess that that was your maybe your prototype for Doc. Um, Another question for you about what you're writing. What what's on deck after Killstumble? Do you have anything, any other ideas that you're uh, flipping around? Anything else you've started? You might uh, germinate at some point. Yeah. So uh, we we were just talking about research, and so when I was a kid, I used to go to this house in Stillmeadow, Meadow, Connecticut. Um, that it it turns out someone was murdered in. Um, so I started doing some research back through the history of, of that house and that area. And so it's sort of like a family history with, um, kind of, a 
ghost sort of murder mystery and a, and a whole dollhouse. So I'm, I'm only like 50 pages into that, but that's going to be my next project. Now, is that a fiction or nonfiction? So every, I, I only write fiction, but it's, uh, it's definitely going to have, it's going to be like historical fiction again. Gotcha. In that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. There's, yeah. I can only imagine a, uh, a ghost house like that. Now this place really exists where this happened. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it really exists. And there's been, there have been a few books about it because it was seen as like this haunted. And I didn't know this as a kid. I only knew like afterwards. And I was like, why would you bring me here? And I think my dad was like, Oh, it was cheaper than the other houses. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so that's a good reason for him. But yeah, there's like this uh, really cool cookbook that I found and it has all these like weird recipes from like, you know, uh, 80s um, Connecticut and so uh, those are like the chapter headings uh, okay very interesting yeah that, that's another one I think we'll uh, be curious to take a look at as far as uh, getting out as an author is there anything you're doing uh, to present your material talk about your books do you have any opportunities like that coming up um, nothing particularly on the horizon um, I definitely want to get uh, you know holiday out there there's some local bookstores that I want to uh, to get it into, but yeah, there's the you know I'm not a, I'm not a huge social media guy. I really should work on that more. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think with holiday we'll certainly have it out in NetGalley and see how it's received, and what kind of reviews we can get for it. And you know, I have to be honest with you. Uh, lots of people ask me, you know, social media. I need to get a social media presence to sell books and. We've been doing this for 20 years now, and we actually find that social media is not very effective at selling books. Um, it's pretty good at discussing books or just maybe discussing yourself as an author and gathering some friends and family around. But uh, it seems like selling books, you really need to uh, get to the readers through bookstores, book sites, reviews, blogs, that kind of thing. So. Um, well, that's good news for me because I mostly look at dog memes on uh, on Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, I don't know if that's good, but uh, <laughs> as far as holiday goes, uh, just kind of brainstorming on what what we might do there. You know, it's um, interesting that you're in New York and you're writing about somebody from the West. So uh, I wonder how it'll yeah. be received out out west and some of the places that holiday's been, like Kansas and Colorado and and so on. Yeah. I- Hopefully, hopefully, well, just because I was really true to the history and I wanted to get every detail right down to what each bar looked like, what, you know, uh, the lighting looked like, what what it felt like, what they were selling, what things cost, what the language was. I mean, um, so hopefully they they look at that and they say, OK, he, he did his homework. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed, uh, you know, in the opening, I read about how you envision uh, Holiday as being a like an amalgamation of Eastwood and Morrison. What what's your favorite when you when you think of Clint Eastwood, what what's your favorite Clint Eastwood role? I mean, the man with no name, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that that final scene when they're all facing off and he, you know, outsmarts the both of them and and leaves uh leaves the the guy hanging, you know, by the you know, by the noose and then he shoots it down. I mean, that it's just so iconic with the poncho. I, I love him in that. And then, you know, he's got like his dirty Harry role, but I, I'll never, the man with no name is my favorite. Yeah. Mine's actually Josie Wales. Okay. The, the That's a great one. Josie Wales. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then, of course, Jim Morrison. So I'm trying to I'm trying to mix him like my fire with Clint Eastwood, who's a pretty quiet guy, and Jim Jim's a pretty loud guy. You know, what about Jim Morrison? Did you love? Uh, you know, I just think he had this like almost hypnotic effect on people, and and um, I was really into their their music when I was younger, and they people would come out of the concerts and say it was a religious experience, and that's kind of how I felt when I was writing doc like people when they ran into him would feel like they touched a part of the west that that this was the true america of that time and there was never going to be anybody else like him and he he had this incredibly big personality but he also could sort of recede into himself and i think part of that was was his illness do you think then doc holiday was the most charismatic character in the west I really do. I, I think if you, you know, looking into Wyatt Earp as much as I did, he's he's a little bit like, you know, milk toast. You know, he, <laughs> he kind of did his thing. He never got shot. Say that um, to his face. <laughs> <laughs> he would just buffalo me. That, that was his move. He never, he didn't uh-huh. like killing people. He would just hit him over the head. And uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that he would not be too pleased with that. But he, you know, he was not that exciting. He had, he had his mustache. That mm-hmm. was cool. And then he made himself a big figure later because he lived so long. You know, the, the people who get to live the longest get to write the history and get to get, make the movies. Very good. Uh, we've been talking to Matthew DePauli. He's the author of Holiday. Matthew, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much. And we're going to have you back to talk about those weird uh, creatures in Iceland <laughs> when we get to I that book. And obviously, uh, if we end up publishing the ghost story, that would be fascinating, too. Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts.